Hi everybody and welcome to the End of the Cells podcast. Uh, delighted to be joined by William Ross. How are you doing? <laughs> I said snapped so random already. <laughs> uh, I am good. Apparently well, he's, he's, he's doing well as well by the looks of things. What about yourself, Willie? You keep well. I thought I was still hidden at that point. I'm alright. I'm going. I'm, I've gone already. No, but delighted to be joined by his. And I, as we know, it's a Friday evening with us at the end of the cells. And as you see already, I mean, whatever Willie was doing at the start or whatever dance move he was trying to do, it looked quite well, buddy. It looked quite well. <laughs> but but we we'll have to get stuck in to our show sponsor, Sharna. Get involved with that 10% off description below. The prize for the Super 6 will eventually be here in the middle of September for Stephen Coulthard. That will be posted out to him, and we'll be getting wee t-shirts of ourselves. And if you look at <coughs> as well, well, we do want to do this properly this year, kind of bring up tables, not the Super 6 again. If it comes up on my screen. So at the top at the moment, Kevin Gallagher, and then second, Alistair Jack, third, Mark Robertson, fourth, Jamie Nadamir, fifth, Phil Tomlinson, Sixth, Kieran, not even going to pronounce that. Seventh, Bethany. Eighth, Jamie McElduff. And finishing off the top nine is Kevin Hamsey at ninth place, ninth place. So, I mean, in regards to that, Ross, it seems like it's shaping up well. There's more members in it. So get involved with it. It's still very early on. Get in there. I mean, where's Franny this year? He's not even in the top. That's, that's a bit strange. Uh, but... I think he's sitting about 13th or something. Uh, but he had a poor fight. I think he only got two points the first week, which was two more than me because I forgot to do it. But, um, <laughs> Aye, yeah, long way to go. L- a long way to go, exactly. Jed's in, Eve and all, Alistair Dak as well, Eve and Stephen and the Cray twins. I don't know if the Cray twin would have been spotted to him or Willie was doing at the start, but we'll get stuck right into it. <laughs> Willie, well, I, know, I know, obviously, them, I don't want to ignore that. I will try, true, actually. Yeah. I don't want to ignore the, the stuff that's been going on, but I do want to start on a brighter note. And that, the, I mean, Rogers confirmed there's going to be contract talks for Abada and Atate. Obviously, the, the, the latter of that, Rio, seems to be a wee bit stalled. But apparently, he's happy with the situation. He's waiting to the end of the window to assess what he's going to do. You can kind of understand that. But for me, two vital players under Postacoglu. Yabata started quite well under Rogers. Hatate's been injured, but the, the, the fitness starts of him, we've seen like the 12-minute cameo he had in the previous game before Kilmarnock. He looked decent. He looked like he was up for it. I mean, getting these types of guys tied down with McGregor, with Dyson, with Kyogo, I think in relation to whatever's going on in the transfer window, it's good to get your best assets and long contracts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my connection might be a wee bit dodgy, so if it is, give me a shout. Bear with me. It's went a bit at the start there, but I think we're all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, before the summer came in, Hatati was, for me, that, that, was a, that should have been a number one priority to get him signed on because I just think he's different class. So, but it seems like everybody that we are start contract talks, we get injured. So just stop offering contracts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I these two especially, and I, I think Abad is going to be. I, I know we're going to. We'll probably touch on him a bit more later on. Um, I think he's going to be quite, uh, quite big for us this season. So, and he, another future prospect that I think could go for big money in the future. So it's only. Um, it's, just, it's, it's an obvious thing to do to get him tied down in a long-term contract so that if somebody does come in um, <laughs> if he does somebody does come in they're going to have to pay the big bucks for him 100% and like you said I mean 
Ross, Willie's right in a way there. Abada seems to be one of the key players already under the Rogers kind of evolution from what we're seeing, starting on the right-hand side. Yeah, he's maybe the last couple of games with the team in itself hasn't played the, the full potential, but again, that will come. He scored a goal and stuff like that. He's assisted as well. And I think his numbers have been there for all to see. Even in previous seasons, he wasn't really starting all the games, but his numbers and goals and assists were up there with the best in the team. Then you look at Rio. I mean, we all know that the quality player he is and the speculation around his future can't be ignored, but he's injured at the minute. I don't think a team can take that opportunity to, to sign a player who's going to be out for nearly what is it, two, two, two more weeks past the window, so unless something miracle happens, I think he'll be here at least until January, but if he's willing to sign that contract, again as well, kind of the caveat that, if he's looking away, I've heard people say this, or if he's assessing options, Shuba does cash in on him? Um, at the moment, the way the squad is, no. <laughs> I think it'd be too much of a risk, I think we need to keep him, because to lose a player like Hattati, would be a massive hole in the squad. And I know he hasn't been getting, uh, or he hadn't been getting starts under Rogers. But I mean that will come. But I don't, I don't think at this late stage in the window you could afford to lose a tie. Absolutely no way. I know we've got a lot of midfielders in there, but I don't know. We just we look a bit lightweight. I hate, I hate mm. saying it, but we do, we do. But uh, in terms of a badder, by the way. I heard during the week, in fact, that Hatati had rejected a contract. Was that just BS? Apparently, it's come out again. You know what Twitter is like? It, it runs wild. So Stephen McGowan said he's stolen. He's not rejected it. Right. He's stolen, I think, until the end of the window to see what, what's going to happen, I suppose. Um, the well, the talks are ongoing. says it's, the talks are ongoing on that presser yeah. yesterday. Did he? Right, well, whatever it is, right, it, it, it's no sign yet. Whether it will be or not before the window closes, it, it, it doesn't really matter. They can sign it at any point, I'm sure. That's right, isn't it? Um, yeah. <clears throat> but people will say, oh, if, he's, if he's sort of keeping his options open, just get rid of him. But we're in a position at the moment for me to get rid of Hattati. Uh, I think he will go eventually. Of course he will. And we'll get a really good fee for him. But I just hope that certainly we keep him at least January because it gives us that bit of leeway to to maybe find a replacement. Um, whether it be in this window or not, I don't know. It's highly unlikely. Um, in terms of Abada, uh, listen, good to get him an extension on his contract. I've made the case for Abada uh, since Rogers came in that he could be the he's sort of Scott Sinclair on the right hand side I'm beginning to think I was talking shit on that because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, when he came back pre-season he was looking good he was looking like a bit more beefed up if you like mm-hmm. but he just seems to have went back sort of reverted back to type where Abada is a really effective player at Celtic Park but when he's away from home similar to Turnbull I think he fades at the game he got his goal at Pataudry. That was pretty much all he done. He didn't do much against Kilmarnock. Uh, for me, I, I like... I'm go, sorry going off on a tangent here, but I like Abada and I like Maeda, both as players for our team. But in a game like Sunday, none of them can beat a man. They couldn't commit mm-hmm. a man. Everyone was in front of Kilmarnock. So I'm beginning to think that maybe Abada won't be... This, I was saying he, he he would 
could be Jota's replacement. I don't, I don't think he will be. I don't think he can deliver uh, consistently enough. It, as I've said before, he'll score probably more goals than Jota did. But in terms of his sort of what he brings to the team, it's well short of what Jota would bring. But I mean, we're obviously going to touch on transfer stuff a bit later on. Talk about this Palma guy. But listen, these guys, to keep them in the squad is brilliant and to get them tied down in longer term contracts is also brilliant if we can do that. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Me trying to be positive and you turning it and flipping it <laughs> and talking <laughs> shit about being Sinclair. A bad is not going to be Sinclair. Nah, I get what you're saying, but no, nah, I, I know what you mean. He is totally ineffective when it comes to a low block and away from home. But I, I think Rodgers, if there's going to be a coach, in my opinion, to get that out of him, it will be Brendan Rodgers. We've seen it before. He, he can improve players. But see if I ask what I asked that. Uh, Roster, really, in terms of Atate, just to bring it back again. Obviously, there was rumours, the Brighton thing, they, that, they obviously that go with Casado for record-breaking money, over 100 million quid. There was that rumour that Atate was like literally in line to replace him. It's gone quiet. There doesn't seem to be any club sniffed around him. But to kind of pose the question to you, if he's stolen on the contract, waiting to see if it comes up, should we afford him that opportunity? Or should, should we be like, yeah, they're signing it now, or you can get out the door? Uh, I don't... <laughs> I, you see these negotiations and people automatically just think that the player is stolen because he wants a way. Him and his agent might think the deal that's been offered isn't good enough for what he's... If he's signing a long-term contract, he needs to do what's best for him in that regard. And if he feels he, need, he deserves more money than that or whatever, then like, agents are fucking nightmares. Uh, and I don't think it's as easy as sitting down and saying you're going to stay. Aye, right, okay, let's go and do it. It's, it's obviously a bit more drawn out than that. So I wouldn't personally. Um, I still think he's got long enough in his contract anyway that it's not a necessity to get it done right this second. He's still got what another three years to go. So yep. I don't think it's I don't think it's the end of the world. <laughs> I would I would keep trying to get him to sign it, possibly next season when we're looking at just a couple of years left and it's not happening. Then. Um, yeah, I would maybe look in the summer starting the next season. But right now I'm not not um not worried at all. I think he'll sign. I think he's a quality player. I think in terms of us going into Europe, he's <clears throat> one of the like the massive focal points that we need going into in, in that midfield. I think we need Rio Hatate to be successful in Europe. Um mm-hmm. unless we bring somebody else between now and uh, next week. Uh, but I think he is uh, absolutely massive going forward this season. Um, if he puts in any the stellar performances he did last season, then uh, he'll, he'll, he'll be a big, big, massive influence for us. And um, I'm quite happy with the way things have gone with him. I, th- I think he'll probably will sign a deal. But you know me, I'm a glasses half full type of guy. So, uh, and I've been proved wrong many times before. So he'll probably fuck off next week, day. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but as of right now and here and then, and and without the without knowing what we're going to do between now and the end of the window, I think it's imperative that we we keep hold of him. But I mean, he's injured anyway, so he's not going to he's not going to go anywhere this window. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Confident at least until January. And like you said, maybe next year, look to cash in, cash in the chips on that front. And I think as well, you, you look at Rio Atate, you mentioned Champions League football, Willie. He's probably probably our best performer in that level. The Real Madrid games, that pass he took on, on the volley from Ironovic for a win, just banged it over to Jad on the left-hand side. Did bits of quality. Don't go unnoticed. And Pam's in. Nice to have you along, Pam there. Mark Campbell. 
even though he wants Yang to start, we're going to come on to different players later on the podcast. And I, I liked your comment earlier about what Yang and Abada could offer on different wings. Abada being more direct, Yang having the tricks. And I do totally agree with that because it seemed like we played like that last year with Mieta and Jada. So maybe Rogers with Palma, who will come on to, might want to look at something similar. But Ross, let's get stuck into this week okay. and what we've seen. I mean, me, Franny and, and Mark Kearney from the Boise Bus did a podcast on Monday and it was kind of assessing, but when I watched the podcast back, it wasn't assessing because I think we were still maybe a wee bit up in high do, kind of saying things indirectly, do you know what I mean? And blown out of proportion, that type of stuff, me, me myself included. We've had a week now from, from that performance against Kilmarnock and we're out of the cup. We've seen on the Twitter go mad, user on Facebook, I, I don't know what it's like on there. People go in different groups <laughs> go, go on. Going absolutely insane. And you look back on it in hindsight, right? Do you think it's warranted or is it a, just a major overreaction? It's absolutely a major overreaction. It's, listen, Celtic haven't started the season full flow. They haven't, they aren't playing the exact same football as Ange Ball. It's Ange's all out attack. We've been used to that for two years. Really fast paced football. It's slowed down. Everybody thinks it's not good. It'll take a bit of adjusting. They didn't think Rogers football when he was here the first time wasn't he good. So he's no doing for me a great deal different, and he's not he's not completely changed the style for me. So listen, I'll say it again: they haven't started the season as well as you would like, but you have to put into you have to take into account the injuries we have. We've obviously lost... These aren't excuses. These are facts, right? Um, we've lost Jota. We've lost Moy. We've lost Arfield. They're big, big players in that team last season. We're now without Carter Vickers, who hasn't been fit for the word go. We've no Johnston. Mm-hmm. We've no Hitati, Um Signed a, a new centre-half to what looks for all the world, uh, Starfield's replacement. He's looked all right. He's injured as well. These things all add up and they all sort of... And I know that obviously we had Navrocki playing on Sunday, but these things all add up and you have to take them into account. Celtic are in full flow, but they won the, the first two games and they, for me, they looked a bit dodgy defensively, but I put that down to we've got Ralston, an out-of-form out Greg Taylor who's trying to adjust to different wee tweaks. Uh, I don't think Rodgers is telling him to play an out-and-out overlapping fullback, but also don't think he's telling him not to play the inverted fullback. But Greg Taylor is finding himself in the inverted fullback position in a lot, and I don't know if that's an instruction or he's just finding himself in there by habit. But Celtic have played well against against Ross County and Aberdeen. They played well in phases, and their quality shone through and it got them through the game. None of them played well on Sunday, but mm-hmm. it's three games into the season. Some of the action, I, I don't see much of Twitter, but some of the reaction on Facebook, and listen, I understand people want to, I, I think, we said it at the start of the window, right, there was all this rumour about Tommy and all that coming, and it's built the fans up like this, and the media are, It's per, we are playing right into the media's hands, because the fans are now up in arms, because we are not spending that money, that by the way, we were never going to spend, and now, Couple, that coupled with that performance on Sunday has just went like that and it's just exploded and Celtic, there needs to be a, a, a bit of calmness 
amongst the fans. They need to understand the injuries we have. And listen, we'll get these guys back. Rogers has said we're, we're looking at four players. I don't think it's going to be like panic buying. I don't think that for a minute. I think they've got a strategy. It's just a bit later in the window because Rogers has come in and assessed a squad and he's starting to work out who's going to be good enough for him and who's not going to be good enough. He's trying to get rid of some of the dead wood. Uh, it's going to take time. Listen, I've heard you saying, Stephen, it's um, becoming a rebuild. I can understand where you're coming from an extent because of the players we've lost, but I think it looks more like a rebuild because of the injuries. It's I really don't I don't know why people have went so crazy. It's three games. There's plenty of time. I know we need to ride this period out right because we are absolutely slaughtered with injuries. Slaughtered. And we've got Ibrox coming up and I know everybody's worrying about it. See if Ibrox was in October, people wouldn't be going as mental because we've got that leeway. But what people need to remember as well, we've also got a three-point lead. At the start of the season, if somebody told me, I'm not saying we'll go to Ibrox and lose, by the way, we could quite, quite easily win that game. But if somebody told me at the start of the season, you've got Ibrox, was it third league game, fourth league game of the season, you'll come out of that and you'll be level pegging. I would assume that we've won all our games and Rangers, well, that obviously you would assume that because that's what would happen, but mm-hmm. I would have took that. Do you know what I mean? To come out level pegging and just ride this period out because Rogers and Celtic have been hit with a really, really poor run of luck in terms of injuries. Ride it out, get through it. Let's see what the next week brings and go for there. But the team still on Saturday should have enough to get a result against St Johnston. You go to Ibrox, you're missing a lot of big players. But you just never know. But uh, listen, I would snap your hand off for a draw in that game right now and remain three points clear. But <laughs> Celtic fans and now they're just they're totally up in arms. And it is because it's been built up by the media and all these rumours that we're going to sign X, Y, Z. It's never going to happen. I, I, I want us to spend a wee bit more money and I'm maybe four, five, six million pound player. I was saying a couple of weeks ago, maybe up to eight million. I don't see that happening now. I just, it's no the way Celtic work. We're obviously looking at this uh, boy, um, Palmer. Um, don't know nothing yeah. about him. It's three and a half million. But he seems, he's, he's uh, sort of assessing goals ratio. Looks no bad. He's had a bit of experience. He, he playing like in a European league. You just don't know. It, but, by all accounts, he's a, he's a guy that's going to commit defenders, and we need that in the team. We, we're lacking that, really. A, apart from Yang, there's nobody else in the team that can do that, but the reaction, wow. Total, I mean, total monumental. It, it felt like to me there, you got a lot off your chest, and it also feels like to me, it, all, it also feels like to me, Willie's just cocked and loaded. I've seen him lean into his neck a few times, like he just wants to, to get him. But see, to be fair, if I, like, I mean, for myself, you, I mean, you know me. I'm very reactionary. I just go off the cuff. But see, to be fair, see, well, well, Willie, you know what I mean. See, to be, see, to be <laughs> fair, like I, I, I did it on purpose by standing away from looking at the arguments from the outside and being like, what's people think and what's people gauge in this. And one thing that I put in the chat, if you remember, on Sunday was 
or maybe not Sunday, the day after Monday, Willie, was the fact that it's Rogers, and there's still people in the camp of they didn't want him in, and the first sign of any kind of crack in the squad or a defeat or drop points is like fire, brimstone, bang, bang, bang. It's 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 all this. And you referenced the the form, uh, Ross, and I have to I have to say like. Maybe people are angry as well because because it was like no one understood what system we were trying to play against Kilmarnock. It seemed to be all over the place and we weren't getting the foot in the ball. They were bullying us, athletic, they were more physical. We we struggled to cope with that. The low block, like you said, the wingers didn't suit that. Why did you not bring Yang on earlier? So there's different types of situations where maybe we could have done better in. And I think some fans are angry about that too because, like you said, we haven't caught fire this season like straight away. But again, it comes back to the point that Rogers is coming in and we know, me personally, I think he plays a totally different brand of football than what Pasta Caldo does. It's more methodical, slower in the build-up, and when it get in the final third, it gets quicker. So from a fan-based point of view, after two years of Pasta Caldo, you know yourselves, we're quick, we're, we're up there, we're scoring goals, we're gung-ho, and then you're changing, and p- people aren't expecting that. But Willie, they come to you, again, you've been involved in some online spots, let's, let's say, but I mean, I, I get it. Why and stuff, but again, I'm seeing both sides. That where, where are you sitting at at the moment? Um, very frustrated, uh, but probably for the opposite reasons most are on social media. Uh, I have been getting involved, and I never get involved. I said it before in this podcast. I've, this is my platform here. I don't feel the need to. I used to get on all the forums, not, but I don't feel I didn't. I don't feel the need to. But the, the last week or so, um, I have. Um, that's a good point about Brendan. Mm-hmm. Um. You're, like nobody's disagreeing with the fact that it's not been the best of starts. Um, yet we've won two of the first three games we've played in, scoring seven goals in the first two games. Um, I seem to remember when Ange first came in, I don't think he won in his first three competitive games, did he? Um, no, yeah, yeah. I don't think there was any backlash or up in arms. And what is he saying, man? Uh, up in arms. <laughs> up in arms about I'm going to come on to transfer stuff now, so just just you just sit back there and just listen to this. Um, <clears throat> what was I saying there? Aye, Ange didn't hear this. That this had a far worse start than this has been. So I think that's a fair point. What you make about Brendan? Obviously, Ange was in a total different predicament where um, he was rebuilding a a poor poor side, and Brendan's came in. But he, he, Brendan's not had much luck with the injuries, like we've said. But not just that, as much as Ange was um, swashbuckling football, the, the tail end of the season before the Scottish Cup, we were in a horrible run of form. We were looking at uh, record point tallies and then retaining the biggest dip possible. We were getting beat and drawn left, right and centre at the tail end of Ange's um, league campaign. So that run of form was happening at the end of last season too. Uh, again, because of what preceded it, there's not anybody getting up in arms. So for mm-hmm. me, again, I look at it, I always try and look at things. I always try and take a step back and look at things rather than the heat of the moment, just going off my nut. And um, if we're still in this running form, see in six weeks' time, we could go, we could win every game. Um, the players hit the ground running. We've got Angie's philosophy and full flow. Um, we could have success in Europe and na- nobody remembers this result. It's forgotten about. I think I, I totally agree with Ross. I think it's been a major overreaction to one loss. You've not got any God-given right to turn up to a game of football. It's because it's the cup, though, isn't it? Probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly what it is. I've seen a lot of people <clears> saying at least, at least it was the cup. It wasn't the league. 
Uh, mm. I would tend to think it's the opposite that because you're losing that, you can afford to lose games, lose games in the league and still win it. Um, and like I hate that word entitled, but from what I've seen, and I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, Stephen. I'm not talking about <laughs> I'm you. Waiting. I'm waiting. I'm not talking about you. But from what I've seen from people online, I think they forget what we've done, and I've said it countless times in this podcast. There's a lot of focus on Europe, and rightly so. We should be doing much better in Europe. But what this football club has done over the past seven years or whatever it is, winning countless trebles is a phenomenal achievement. But because we've done it so frequently, it's like we're a victim of our own success and people are expecting expecting that now. Rightly so. But you can't be up in arms after you lose one game. It's It, it, it just blows my mind, the reaction. And Ross is right. The media's arms. The media's got us playing us because um, the we're getting linked with every player under the sun every second day or every four hours. Like say McTominay and KT at the start of the window, everybody gets excited. McTominay's on ninety grand a week. They've rejected a thirty million pound bid for West Ham. Thirty million pound bid, and people are going, "Why are Celtic no chucking money like that?" Uh, because it's not plausible. It's just not going to happen. We're living in a modern day, modern day football. I sent you that the other day with Chelsea, and I know it's a loan signing to start off with, but there's an obligation. I think they've got to buy him. They've just signed that left Newcastle. Have just signed that left back for Chelsea. He's 19 years old, and he's only made <coughs> nine nine appearances, first team appearances, nine appearances, and he's gone for a total of 35 million. A 19 year old. Now all we're hearing, or I'm reading every single day, is we need established Champions League players. Splash the cash. If the English Premier League are spending that amount of money on boys that haven't even got 10 appearances, first-team appearances, how are we meant to compete with that and how are we meant to find Champions League established quality? Now, in saying that, I think you can get quality out there for money and I think that's what Celtic have done recently. Kyle goes... Well, like, case in point, though, that creation keeper, like you said today. Massive, aye. But again, if you sit back and look at it, like we don't know what's happened there. We don't know if again yeah. the, me- the media's been all over it saying Celtic are speaking to him. We might not have <laughs> even been speaking to him. If we didn't, I think we have agree we've 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 lost out there because he's a magnificent keeper, obviously. And he's um if he's gone for that money, that's 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 we, we can afford that. But who's to say that we didn't speak to him and he went, I don't fancy you, I don't fancy Celtic. Fenerbahce offer me eighty grand a week, I'd rather go there. We don't know. So I don't like criticising if that's the case. Nobody knows what's going on. And because we're fed, this is why, you know me, mate, in the chat, I'm like, gone fuck off. Unless it's Romano now. I used to slag Romano. Unless it's him. Don't believe it. Uh, every every four hours, it was like we're linked with somebody. And it's like, for God's sake. And that's why people are getting frustrated. Because all they're hearing every other day is we're linked with him. And then all of a sudden, sudden two days later, that's absolutely... Mute. It's not you're not hearing a thing about it, and people go, "Why have we not signed them?" Well, we might not even have been speaking to him. The squad might not have been speaking to him, or alternatively, they could have spoke to him, and he's not wanting to come because every other league in Europe are firing it double, triple, five times what we can afford on wages on people, and it's just no plausible. The but is that, years, an excuse, is, is that an excuse, culture, Willie? No, it's a fact. It's are, we making, are we making? I know, but are we making? But are we making excuses saying that we can't compete with this level so we won't try it anyway? Is that what we're saying? No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Maybe Celtic have tried. Yeah. 
failed. But you can't, like, we, we, we literally cannot compete with that. There's no, like, we can't spend 35 million on a teenager hoping it works out. <laughs> just, it's, it's just not where we are. We've got this model in. I feel it's been working. We've had, we, we just need to learn to live with it. We're not, we are not going to be able to compete with all these people, all these teams, all these massive, <laughs> massive money, cash cow. Tony said it in the chat the other night, and I totally agree. The Champions League's not what it used to be. It's all about the money. And um, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a big cash cow. And it's all about money. It's not about the best teams around the world anymore. We can't compete with the finances. And people need to just deal with that fact. Also, Everybody talks like we've we've been really successful in the Champions League. What have we qualified for the group stage three times since it started? But a lot of the frustration as well. A lot of the frustration as well. And I can't go straight back there. No, no. Is um is I've seen. I mean, if you're reading online as well, and that's been made made about the board. And even in the comments tonight, people are saying the board don't care about Europe because, like you said, we've done virtually nothing in Europe. So. The fans are angry about that, and for me, I can see why. Because year on year, every manager who comes in, we need to make an imprint, we need to do this, we need to get better, we need to compete better. But then we're falling on the same excuses, or we get a group of dev. I know you can't control them variables, but do you know what I mean? People are calling no, out the board in that aspect. Yeah, I totally understand that, but then that's when I say, like, we've got shackles <coughs> on. There's only so much we can do. Like I said, you can't compete like in Bappes and that are on crazy money every week. We, we cannot compete financially with that. And when we have been fairly successful in Europe, we never had world-beating squads. Striking squads were amongst the weakest in my lifetime, personally, I think. I think we've had far stronger squads than that that didn't do as well. Um, so we can compete, but financially we cannot. It's just, And that's just the way of it. The model, this is the model, the league that we're in, we just need to accept it. And I understand it's hard to take, but if I sit back and look at it, that's that's how I feel about it. Obviously, I want to be successful. And this is why I get annoyed as well, because then I, I, I make these points. On here, I get some of the comments back as well, and I, I've done it online, and it's like, oh, well, we'll just no spend anything then. And I'm not saying that. I want us to spend money. Of course I do. I would love it if we could offer boys 100 grand a week and pay 40 million to get guys in. Of course I would. But I understand why we don't, because it's not plausible for us in the situation and in, in the league we're in. Yeah. No, I, I, don't, 100%. I was just going to say, I don't buy into this, the board don't care about Europe, right? Because people say, oh, the board don't care about Europe. Eh? Look at what Rangers have done in Europe. How can we not do that, right? But this, the teams that we've assembled for not caring about Europe are actually better than... Rangers teams that have got to European finals, Rangers teams that have done, have ultimately got better results than us in Europe. But our teams have been better. So it's not like Celtic, the board, have not put money towards building squads that probably the, the squads that we have built down the years probably should have done better in Europe. But for me, <clears throat> sometimes comes comes down to styles. Rangers have had more pragmatic managers, Stephen Gerrard, they weren't the all-out gung-ho attack. You never hear the Rangers supporters talking about their goalie, that wanting their goalie to be good with their feet. But we've had Rodgers, we've had Ange, we've got Rodgers again. And all the times, it was this style of building for the back. And that style, for me, we are quality player. As high risk 
and it's even more high risk in Europe. And I think that is a lot to do with why we haven't got the same sort of results as Rangers in Europe. And then you look at us having a Neil Lennon. He's that... Well, don't want to be disrespectful, but he's that sort of levelly manager down for a Postacoglu or a Rodgers. Similar to Gerrard, he's down a level for that. But Lennon's managed to get bigger results than they guys in Europe because he doesn't play that. My goalie needs to be brilliant with the ball at his feet. We need to build for the back. So I don't, I don't buy into this that the board don't care about Europe. I, I think they, they've built, they've invested in the squad to win the league. They've been the best team in the country. That should then take you on to that level in Europe. Rangers are doing it, having not been in the best, having not been the best team in the country. Obviously, out with last season when they were the worst team in the Champions League. But you sort of get the gist of what I'm saying. I, I just think it sometimes boils down to style, and I don't think the way Celtic style has been the last five, six, seven years or whatever. It's no set up for Europe. You look at uh, Neil Lennon in his second spell, obviously he got big results in his first spell. Again, not playing that, building out for the back. He goes and wins a Europa League group with two games to spare, wins in bloody Rome, beats Lazio at home. I think sometimes it just boils down to the style. I don't think that I, I don't subscribe to the fact that the, the Celtic board don't care about Europe. But they they're working within a sort of parameter eh, in terms of budget. And listen, I'm the same as everybody else. I would like us to push that, push the boat out that wee bit further, but it still doesn't guarantee you success, especially with the, but especially with the style we're playing. But what I will say is, I would much rather watch Celtic week in, week out, playing the style of football that they have been than watch Rangers um, sort of push and run, eh, get it out wide, punt it into the box and hope for the best we are too. Um, fullbacks who by the way have got really good delivery but it's not as nice on the eye as Celtic and we're the ones winning titles and cups and all the rest of it So we, do you purely think really, it's down to, down to tactics? I, I think it's partly to do with it, I don't think it's entirely down to that, I think that is a big reason, I, I think I've sort of outlined fair yeah. points as to why it could be You need a um, well of, of course you do. Rangers carried a lot of luck in that Europe. And by the way, they make you make your own luck. Rangers done well to get to that European final. Take nothing away from them. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, Celtic, absolutely. They should be doing better. But I think, as I've said, it comes down it's coming down to a big part to do with style. I don't think they don't care about Europe though. I don't I don't buy into that. I agree. By so, the way, so, see, everybody always talks about us wanting to be more successful in Europe. Stephen, what what does success in Europe look like for you, for us? Success in success in Europe for me is at least being in a European competition after Christmas, preferably Champions League, but secondary be <laughs> Europa League. And if we fall in the Europa League, I do want to kind of challenge in that and put a good fist up. But before we come on to, um, well, we'll keep it on the European side actually. And Frank Brennan has kind of said 17 million or slightly more spent than seven bargain ba- basement punts. And not one of them are Roger saying, and I come and do Willie. We'll keep it to the players who come in because we're going to touch about Palmer and the effects he could have on this okay. squad later on in the podcast. Now, we look at uh, Thiago Home, we look at Naraki, we look at Yang, Kwan, all the players who come into the, the, the club. Can you hand on heart say they've all 
been a Rogers signing. We know Rogers had a say in at least for them because they were scouted, like Tilio, um, Quan, the likes of these guys. But are you more confident that Naraki and, and Lagerbeel would, would have been his kind of, we're going for them? Um, I think they would have been similar to the rest. I think there's a scout, I think he said it himself, there's a scouting system in place, uh, but he's got final say on what he's looking for and what he wants. I think that his comment was taken far uh, <laughs> was taken far too out of context about he just coaches the players. If you watch the whole interview, that's not what he was saying. Um, was that the one when they said he bring, he coaches the players who the club yeah, provide him? But if you watch the yeah. whole interview, he's, it's not. It's like they've just taken that still, obviously, and, and it's he's got. I, I do totally believe he's got the final say. I don't think he would have took the job otherwise. But I, I don't believe every one of Angie's signings. He went out and handpicked himself. <laughs> I think there is a number of them that he said, "I want you to look at this person, this person, this person." But I don't. I think it's a collective between the recruitment team. Um, I think there's there was probably a number of signings that that we had in Angie's term that were brought to him by the scouting team and then he had a say. So I don't think it's changed in that regard. What I would say in his time, the likes of Kyogos and all the rest there, obviously he's the one that's um, pushed for them. But I would suggest that the recruitment teams went out and done their work on them before bringing them in as well. It's not just his decision. Um, so... So I do think that I I don't think Rogers would have taken the job. I mean that's the reason he left in the first place. Um, I don't agree with Frank Brennan what he was saying about I don't know it's about them being B team players or whatever. Um, we'll see, we'll, they were a punk. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens at the end of the season. We'll see what these players are like, and I'll, I'll hold my comment till then because I think we've got a couple of actual. I think we've got a couple of gems. I think Home looks a player. I think Naraki's done great since he's came in. Yang, obviously, is a bag of tricks. Playing that Glasgow Celtic way, the tricky winger with a bit of flair, I think he could be possibly a good player for us. And we've still got... Everybody f- forgets about Tilio. I think he's mm-hmm. he could be magic for us as well, and he's still to come back. Um, so I don't think... This is what I get frustrated about. Everybody's talking about how we're, we are weaker. <coughs> and I understand that from the point of two big players for us last season and Jota and... Carl Starfelt are away, but uh, that's two players from a nucleus of a treble winning squad. That's why it frustrates me about that Kilmarnock game where um... oh, there he's shouting at me now, Tay. No, go Rogers back. never ever said he had a final yeah, say, but only that he coaches and the house there. He needs to go watch it back, back because he did. He said, I, I still play a part in it. Yeah. Um, you, obviously, there's certain people that just pick out certain points. Difference of opinion, I but then, but th- that's what I'm saying. And said it like, because when he first said that, I'm not going to lie. I got a bit when he said that. I'll just mm-hmm. coach or whatever it was. I was like, oh, fucking wait a minute here. But then when I sat back and watched it as a whole, I understood what he was trying to say. But people don't do that. The media, obviously, and people read. They just take that and make that the headline, uh, which is fair enough. That's how you want to go about it. That, um, but that's not what I heard. Uh, so I can't even mind what I was saying there. Aye, so that's what annoys me about this Kilmarnock result as well. This squad's now not good enough. This current squad that we've got now. <coughs> this is a treble winning squad minus Jota and Starfelt. Now all these players aren't good enough, but we were raving about them three or four months ago. Uh, and that's what I get frustrated about. Uh, I mean, fans are fickle. Myself included, there's times I get frustrated. 
Um, and your reaction is a certain way, but uh, and Taylor and Cal Mack and all the rest of them, they've not hit the ground running this season, not nowhere near it. Uh, but we still managed to get two results out of three when we're nowhere near our best. Um, and these players were absolutely critical for us last season, and then all of a sudden, these guys aren't good enough. That's no, that's that's football doesn't, they didn't just turn shite overnight. Um, and I think. Rogers made a statement yesterday about how he thinks the squad is uh, stronger in depth, and I would agree with that with the guys we've brought in. I do agree we need more. Of course we do. We can always improve. The team that played last season um, under Ange could improve. We can always improve. So I'll be looking at that. But um, I, I'm definitely not as frustrated as, as many others about this transfer window because I know we've still got more than the nucleus of a, of a, tre- a treble-winning mm-hmm. squad, by the way, the one that won the treble last year, now deemed not good enough. See, I, I, again, you can see how divisive even bringing up like what happened this week can be. Difference of opinions in the comments is, is what we all love to see. And the, the Frank Brandon comment there, Ross, that I think Willie covered brilliantly in terms of what he, he said. But again, Brian Morier came in and said it, he's, it seems like to him he's not kind of held accountable when it comes to transfers or, or team selection. And there's been a few comments by Cal McGregor that's kind of spiked a bit of interest saying the team has to stick together and, and stuff like that, apparently because he said it twice in one interview, it's ringing alarm bells in, in people's heads. But, I mean, if you look at it, and we're merging it with different chat here, like Europe, and, and, and it's great. And the broader picture and landscape of things, like Willie says, don't necessarily agree with it all, to be honest. I think with, like in terms of Yang and stuff like that, but still to see his best and see what he's want to do, he needs to run the team for that and... I do believe, Willie, to, to be fair, home looks a cracking player. We've talked about that before, and the Rocky got injured, which is unfortunate. But again, it's like the fire's out. Do you know what I mean? He's come back to this situation, and it's it's going to happen every time that we pick up a bad result. And we mentioned Europe, and he's asked me what success is, and we're going to obviously do our live kind of draw our podcast when, when all that's happening. We'll have fun with that like we did last year. But can you see this team with this squad doing anything in Europe, Ross? Um, well, it's difficult because the start of the campaign, we're going to be without Navroke, we're going to be without oh, Carter Vickers. Um, I think possibly that might be all we'll be without unless we pick up more injuries in between now and then, which I oh, sincerely hope we don't. I know. Um, <laughs> sincerely hope we don't. But um, listen... Uh, we're going to do business between now and the end of the window. Whatever business we do or don't do, Celtic's going to go into that Champions League and whoever they draw, they're going to find it difficult. It's going to be difficult games, hard, hard games because it's the top level of European football. We could have went out and signed five 70, 10 million pound players in this window. Went into the Champions League, drew PSG in Bayern Munich, and got popped out. Got still got absolutely hammered quite easily. So, for me, people say you've got to speculate to accumulate and stuff like that. Aye, we have, but you've got to do it within reason. You've got to. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not trying to talk like a bloody account or anything like that because I'm far from that, do you know what I mean? But uh, I'm a football fan first and foremost and I want Celtic, I want Celtic to do the best they can. But I also understand that 
my perception the best they can or the best they can be might not be realistic because I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not privy to what's going on in the boardroom. Listen, I, I think we probably could and should maybe be spending a wee bit more. But again, I don't know why they aren't or I, I've no idea what the reasons are. But there'll be reasons. I don't think it's just biscuit tin mentality. They don't give a fuck about Europe. They're just happy getting cash and checks, putting money in the bank. It's not as simple as that. People just, folk who hate the board or are up my arms with the board, just do that. The board. I hate I, the board. Uh, listen, I'm I'm no an absolute lover of the board. You could speak to every football fan, every team in the whole world, and a lot of them would hate their board because they're a football's fan. A football fan's idea of where they want their club to be is the very, very top. It, it's winning trophy after trophy, but you're competing with other good teams. You you've not got a divine right to just go and. And I, listen, I'm not saying. The Celtic fans are wanting us to go and win the European Cup or anything like that. It's not going to happen, but I don't know. It's, Celtic are playing in Scotland. They're a, a, a big fish in a wee pond. It's, listen, I don't know. I, I would like Celtic I to think, spend it, bigger think, money, but think, my point is. Sorry, Stephen. No, sorry. Go, go for it. Sorry. No, I was just going to let, I was going to let that you continue. I'm saying what what I'm saying here is like you can see the comments as well, Willie. There's difference of opinion of everybody going around okay. this chat, and it's 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 great to see. But in in regards to what Brian Moore you're saying there, Ross, you can continue. That's all I wanted to say there because everyone's getting involved. Right. No, I I would love Celtic to spend that money, right? But I, I heard you. I'm not patting you up here, Stephen. I'm just using this as an example, right? You said a few weeks back. I think it was Genk had done quite well in the Champions League last season. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I you said to yeah. me, you said to me, why can't Celtic go out and spend ten million pound on? Now I know it was just like an example. You don't know the guy's name or that. How can they not go out and spend ten million pound on the Genk centre midfielder? Well, you could have spent that ten million pound on the Genk centre midfielder before he had a really good Champions League campaign last year. But he's not going. He's not going to cost you ten million pound off a good Champions League campaign. He's going to cost you more for Celtic to get him. And then the wages on top of it. I mean, you're talking about a ten million pound player, right? Who was it? Somebody just not was it Nottingham Forest? Nottingham Forest just signed a, a World Cup winner, a Mariel or something like that, Argentinian right, Montiel. defender, Montiel. Montiel. Montel, just yeah. signed them for ten million pound, right? Celtic could afford that ten million pound. Maybe Celtic. I'm not saying Celtic did, but just for talking's sake, maybe Celtic looked at him, tried to get him. They can only offer him a certain amount of money on wages, Ed, Ed, bang on. and then not Forest come in and spend the same amount of money on him. Celtic maybe offer forty grand, which is high end money eh, in terms of. Wages for Celtic. Not for us, probably. Like would just go well. We'll give you ninety grand. When you when it comes to a ten million pound player, it's okay saying right. We want to get that guy. Absolutely, I would love to get him. But I don't. I just think like he's going to have more options than just Celtic, and teams out with Scotland are able to offer 
more money than what Celtic are. I, I mean, I think it was in the group chat during the week I'd made the point that people were on about Celtic maybe smashing their transfer record uh, this summer, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Celtic could, in terms of a fee for a player, they could afford to smash it. But then you go into the, the, the sort of realms of wages. And you look at the players Celtic have signed in the last 20 years, right? They, they signed Dodson Edward, right? They broke their transfer record to sign him. But he was a 19-year-old untried player that came in at Celtic on loan. They, they, they took him on loan, hoping that he would be good. But we had Dembele at the time. Dembele left. He came into his own. And he proved himself at Celtic. Then we decided to pay the money for him. Before that, um, the last sort of good size fee we, we spent was on like Hartson, Lennon, Sutton, right? But then another example is we brought Jota and Carter Vickers in on loan and out with um, Edward, we then put our biggest outlay in the two players last summer, similar money to what we put out on Hartson and Sutton and stuff like that. But we brought them in on loan and they proved ourselves. If they hadn't done well on loan, we wouldn't have paid the money. Celtic wouldn't have went and paid Benfica six million straight off the bat, or six point eight million, whatever it was, straight off the bat, because he never really had a lot of first team experience. Celtic are not going to spend that money on these guys, and they're not going to get. For me, and I know you need to be more ambitious, but you need there needs to be an element element of realism as well. I just don't think that Celtic are going to go out and buy a 26-year-old player for £10 million and get him on our sort of wage structure. We would have to smash that. And then it causes a bit of disharmony in the squad. And I know that people have said uh, Cal McGregor's money's been put up and stuff like that. I don't know for sure. But my, my point was that we don't go out and spend that money on proven players. It, it's we bring players in and loan like a Jota, like a Carter Vickers, like an Edward. If they prove their sale and they're going to be a really, really good player and that's the money you have to pay, Celtic will pay it. But they won't pay it straight off the bat. It's too much of a risk. Yeah. I mean, again, as I said, the, the divisiveness in the chat, people are agreeing, disagreeing. Frank Brennan certainly doesn't agree with what we're saying. And that's fair enough. That's all, it's all about debating. To aye, be fair to you, Frank... There's a way going about it. Aye. I know, I, I know, I know. Some of the comments, by the way, Frank, are a bit. See, to be fair, like there's a like the world. Uh, what you're saying isn't a fact. That's your opinion, and we've got our opinions. There's no need to be. And by the way, your comment about Mark, imagine if Martin O'Neill or Strachan said, um, "I only play a part in transfers back then." I don't know if like, if you're living in 2004, but football's a total different entity now. Didn't have directors of football and all that sort of stuff back then. Um, they had full control. Football's a totally different game nowadays. So you can't compare that with now. Also, the, like we talk about Sutton came in for this price. So-and-so came in for this price. Uh, we've no we've no spent that now, and it's however many years later. Well, back then, there was TV money. We had money. Um, we were a big attraction. Uh, we could afford the same amount of wages as what was getting elsewhere. That's not what's happening now. Aye, because yeah. we've not- went slowly like that, and the other leagues have went yep. like yeah. that. When you, when you see the likes of the, the Norwegian League, Swiss, um, Swiss League getting paid 50, 60 million pounds and we're scraping around for, do you know what I mean? Uh, 23 million pounds, I think the current TV deal is, and that's gone up to 29. 
and 20, uh, 29 funny enough. So again, we've undervalued our product and Neil Doncaster and Maxwell, all these guys, they, they've got to be held accountable for that. Um, uh, Lonergan comes in, we can do better than what this board are doing. I know that we are selling ourselves short if we're trying to move on to another level, as Brendan says. Again, I'm, I probably verge on a different opinion. Actually, well, I do verge on a different opinion than, than William Ross. I believe firmly that we should be spending more money. I believe we have it. And yeah, I do believe in some essence that the, the board is selling the fans out. I mean, season ticket records, um, Japan tours, we could go through it all. We've raked in the money and for some reason, and I'm hoping it's for the last couple of days, it's been sitting in the account, gathering a bit of interest. And no, 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 but no, 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 but like, because you, you said, sorry mate, I don't know what I interrupt, but you, what you said there is a totally different opinion because you think we should be spending the money. I think we should be spending money too. I've never once yeah. said that. What I'm yeah. saying is, I understand why we're not because of the market we're in. I would, like I said, I would love, to, I think we should be spending money, but I totally understand why we're not. And that's my point. I'm not saying we shouldn't be. Everybody, like the people in the chat, obviously Frank thinks that as well. Night Frank. Um, he says he's off skin now. So. <laughs> Uh, the, so, so the, I'm not saying we shouldn't spend money. I would love for us to spend money. Near bar, mate. I think the same about yourself. <laughs> Demented Burns. Demented Burns. I'm a, grown, I'm a grown man, Frank. Grown man. Um, oh, he's a, man, he's, a, he's a character. Andy's acting like a bear that's Frank. Of course, I want us to spend money. I'm not saying. I want us, I'm hoping that when the window, before the window shuts next week, we get we spend a bit of cash and we can get some real, real quality in. I'm not saying. Don't do that. I'm not arguing against yeah, that. No, I, I, I'm, I, 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 agree. I totally I'm the same as that. Because that, it's not it's black not and white. It's not as easy as going out and picking out look at that quality player when there's, like I said, there's teenagers with a handful of appearances going, <laughs> a handful of appearances, teenagers going for 40 million. I can understand why we can't compete with that. I'm not saying yeah. I don't want us to spend money, but I understand why we can't compete. And yeah, it's, it's, I do want to. Everybody, I, like, I, obviously, Celtic's the best club in the world, but we're just not the same attraction that we were, however many years that's ago. That's the reality. The, that's the, 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 league, the, the league we're in. Um, we're, and I see if we are doing well in Europe, we're punching. And we, when we have done in the past, this is what I'm talking about as well. That's why I asked you about what you feel like success is in Europe, because everybody's like, we need to go back to the success we've had in Europe. We've only ever. Um, Qualified through the group stages three times. I know. So what it's, is it's, 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 I think we need to make Celtic Park a bit more of a fortress again. But I think, and in terms of that, I think that's what people are sort of meaning in that. Yeah. Like I totally take your point that we have only qualified out the group three times, but we've we've been stronger at home and we've given a better account. We need to, we need to win. It's not going to be in the Champions League, but we need to win a knockout tie. Sooner or later, because we've had there's teams that we should have beat in the last oh, fifteen years in knockout ties. We, we are coming short, coming up short on that. But I don't think <clears> it's because I'll say it again. I don't think it's because the board don't care or don't want to invest in it. Listen, I know when we were <coughs> qualified, when we had to qualify for the the Champions League. Excuse me, um, that we left it late. But again, people were up my arms then. I understood why we did. I wanted us to go out and spend money, but I understood why we were leaving it late because 
it's not like we are not in a league where we're getting copious amounts of money. We're in a position to just go right. Fuck it, we'll just spend that money, and then if we didn't, if we get there, great. If we don't get there, you've took the gamble. It's not paid off. If you keep doing that year on year on year, it'll catch up with you. Look at Rangers, and listen, they they've went out and spent quite a bit of money, and they might well get through a Champions League qualifier again. And people can counter what I'm saying here and say, well, look at Rangers. They've they've spent the money there uh, well in advance. Um, their qualifiers. But Rangers had a rebuild this time. They had to spend the money. They lost a lot of guys for nothing. They've had to just go out and take a gamble because they had nothing. They had nothing. A, nu- a, a big nucleus of a team gone. But I don't even know what my fucking point is anymore. <laughs> but see, see if I can say something. Ian McIntosh, you made a great point, right? And I, and I'm to- I totally agree. Um with what you said, Frank balances the chat. You need like you need people like him. I totally agree. Like Stephen disagrees with what I said, but he's not throwing insults at me, and I'm not yeah, coming on I here think... to get insulted. And that's what I get. That's what I'm exactly. Getting I... Totally. I, 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 like I said, I'm, I'm not in life. People have opinions, and and that's fair enough. I'm more than happy to take your opinion on, but I'm allowed to disagree with it. And you like mm-hmm. that's that's life. I, I'm just not having thrown insults. To be honest with you, that, that was the I, point. Welcome with some of the insults he's actually thrown at me tonight. That that was the point that I was going to raise there. Like, and I've I've been tempted to remove that, but again, we're all in here debating, and I know people can get heated. But just keep it. And don't be insulting people. Don't be doing stuff like that because we're all allowed to disagree with each other. We're on here. We're we're debating the club we all love, the Celtic Football Club, and people are right to their opinion. But again, no insults, and I'll be keeping an eye on that. And I think this is fair and everybody, isn't it? Really, to, to be honest. Absolutely. But in, in in regards to, I mean, to kind of round off that chat there. I agree with some of the points he's made and. I know you've never said you don't want to spend money. That's a hundred percent. But again, I'm off the cuff. I'd be up in that boardroom just going. We'll come on to the we'll come on to the transfer side of things. We'll come on to the transfer side of things. Ross and Rogers has confirmed now. Well, in his latest press conference, we need at least four new faces. Lewis Palma from the Greek club, who seems to have the same numbers as Dada did, probably in a better competitive league, which is quite. Quite good in terms of that. I mean, left side of the attacker coming in. While this has happened, again, he's confirmed the Rockies out for two months and it's gone up to five players, which would be looking for an experienced centre half. But leaving the other three possessions out there, who, who, where do we need to strengthen and what would you like to see come in? Um, I, th- I would like to see another striker come in. Um. I'm not saying to challenge Kyogo because he's he's far and away one of our best players. He's a long way ahead of O at the minute, but we need another option. Um, for me, I, I think Maeda does all right, but uh, I think we need another out-and-out sort of striker option, a, a, a more physical guy, and I know O brings that, um, but that, I feel we need that. Um <sighs> I would like to see another centre midfielder, but I doubt if if we keep a hold of Hatati, I doubt we'll bring a centre midfielder in because I think we've got a lot of options in there. Uh, I'm loath to say it, but I'm looking at left back position. Greg Taylor is out of form, but I said that when Ange left and Rogers was due to come in, I said I worried that. Um, Greg Taylor could 
adjust to Roger's style and play that sort of role. Um, I think if we can get better than Greg Taylor, we can absolutely get better than Bernabeu. I think we need I, I think we, we could look at that obviously we need to look at the centre half option for me as well I think people have said that Rogers is telling Joe Hart to go long right and we're, we're not playing it as short now that play, playing it long has never been Roger's style. I think he's he's allowing Hart. He's not instructing him, to, but he's allowing Hart to go long now because he knows he hasn't great with his feet. I've been a, a sort of not an advocate of Hart, but I've defended him because I think he he has been. I think everybody can agree he's been a good goalie for Celtic. Um, mm-hmm. If we can get better, I've always said go and do it. It's not at the emergency stage when we brought Joe Hart and we needed to bring somebody in. It's not at that stage for me. But I looked at that Kilmarnock game on uh, Sunday and it sort of sealed the deal for me that I feel like we do need to go and get a keeper. I, I, I'll, I'll say again, if if we can't get one in this window, I'm quite happy to go with Hart. But I would rather get a new keeper. And for me, it was because... We weren't playing well, but then in the, the start of the second half, we came out and we were knocking the ball about a wee bit better, and we were starting to get a foothold in the game. Ball went back to Joe Hart, he played a really poor pass, and it was similar to the game at Ibrox last season. It put uh, the 2-2 game, we were up 1-0 at the time in that game. It, he played a really poor pass, Kilmarnock jumped on it, put air in their lungs, and from then on in, they gained confidence off it, and Celtic lost control of what they were starting to get. For me, that coupled with the fact that Rogers is allowing them to go long. <laughs> Rogers are <laughs> Rogers are allowing Hart to go long now because he knows he isn't good enough with his feet. He's not going to turn around and say that he doesn't want Joe Hart as his goalie. But I think Rogers will be actively out there looking for a new keeper. Um, he done the same with Craig Gordon. And he got it wrong at that time. They held his hand. Well, he didn't hold his hands up, but he made the change because he knew he'd got it wrong and he went with Gordon and it, that was fine. I think he'll try and do the same with Joe Hart because I think, for me, I think Gordon's a better goalie than Joe Hart. But um, I think similar with the feet, I think that that's a big thing for, like, say, Ange and Rogers. I, I would be looking at a new goalie if we can do it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you, if you look at it as well, Willie, Again, you go, you go through the possessions. Palmer's coming in. We know he's after a, a experienced centre half. People are saying Johnny Evans, but I think he has like a short term deal with Manchester United at the moment. So I don't know where that kind of leaves us. Um, Corvo, you're a man of my own heart. Mayofsky or Duke, I think they're both quality strikers. And Willie, please don't say what I know you're going to say. First team quality players, right? I just like them. I think they're good. They had a good game. They had a good game last night. I watched the the, the Aberdeen and Hacken game. It was came down from two 0 down, and they could have won the game to be honest. And it's good to see other Scottish clubs do well in Europe. So long, long may that continue. Apart from the other one, but I mean, you look at it. Goalkeeping position, we lost the we lost the goalkeeper we all wanted. Alivakovic. He went to Fernabati for like six million and a half euros or something plus add-ons. Something we could have probably done. Left back Taylor's been really indifferent. Doesn't look like he has the confidence that he once did. 
Centre midfield is a concern of mine, Willie, the physicality. And I know people hate me saying that, but I think Brown Warriors, right? Cal McGregor can't play that defensive midfield, midfield role by himself, especially in European football. It was a totally different type of role under Hans Postacoglu, where he was like the quarterback. He was linking the play. He was joining the attacks, but he's kind of staying back a lot now. Left wing, if Palmer comes in, I'll be happy because we've got um, Yang and Nevada. I think that would be good depth there. And a striker. I think we'd desperately need a striker to come in because if Kyogo gets injured at this moment with nobody. Yeah, aye. Aye, for me, I think you asked the question the other night in our group chat about who we would sign and I, I think I said uh, a keeper. I would like a keeper in and a striker. I think they, they need to be the priorities. I take on, we kind of had a wee bit of a debate the other night about the whole midfield scenario and how we feel we're a bit lightweight and and I do understand it. And I kinda came back and said, but you make a great point there, Stephen. I kinda came back and said, Well, we've we never had a a big um, tough tackling, hardy bastard midfielder the last two or three years and, and nobody's batted an eyelid. But it is it's a totally different style. And I think I do think Rogers likes that kind of um, sitting sort of insurance. Scott Brown. Scott Brown. And he had that I think when he was yeah. at Liverpool he kinda had Gerard Sitting in, uh, in there, so I do. I do think he likes a bit of insurance in there, and and that's no Calmac. Um, no, it's definitely not. Uh, so I do see that, but in the same time, the same time as saying that, I like, I do like that midfield three. Um, and I mean, we have got players there. I, th- I think a lot is a decent player, but he's he's not getting he's not getting playing. In that midfield three, um, we've obviously signed Big Quan, and he's not really hitting the ground running at all either. Um, far from it, far from it. Yeah. <laughs> but in the same token, I'm, I'm, and the whole Taylor debate, and, and obviously everybody that's tuned in regular, um, absolutely, <laughs> mate, Michael. Um, <laughs> yeah, <Alistair. laughs> To... This is what I said, Jed. Again, that's what I said to these guys in the chat as well. Two, two midfielders they have. No, twelve million. You know what I mean. But, I, but it goes back to what it goes back Jed, to what you said earlier, Willie. They, you know, there's players out there. I think Jed's that's Bali. Jed's an unofficial uh, endless Celts member. I love him a bit. Uh, but I was not. I said this. We had. I had this debate with Stephen, and I was like, I, I wasn't impressed by PSV. Um, the big what is Singari. Sangari, yeah. He looked decent, but I wasn't like blown away. And at the same time, we're talking about that. Oh, they got the day two for 12 million or whatever. But it's the exact same model Celtic have been using for the. That's what everybody's saying we shouldn't do. We should be going and splashing the cash. These are guys that have come from the abyss from nowhere. I think I looked at it and they were like Marseille and Herenveen. If Celtic signed two players for 12 million for Herenveen and Marseille, the guys would still be shouting and raving about we need to spend money on top quality players. These are still guys from the unknown. It's the exact same model Celtic have been using for the past however many years. So Aye. for me, that and, and PSV is... didn't he? Sorry, Willie, but PSV Sorry. didn't he qualify for the Champions League? Celtic signed Hitati and Matt O'Reilly. Hitati was two million. Matt O'Reilly was a million or something like that. A million and a half or something. They won the league, got to the Champions League. It's exact same model. So they're, they're actually ahead of PSV. Well, PSV are, could qualify for the Champions League and people will point Aye. to the fact that the, the Dutch they League also, a, a stronger competition than the Scottish League. They also might go out to a team who we probably perceive as lesser than us. 
Ranger, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> I just think that that, I, I, and I, know, I understand what you're saying, and I think it's probably you were you were getting it at the type of player because that Singari was a bit of a big, uh, yeah, about put it about th- throwing people about physical. I exactly what Jed's saying there, so I do right, understand enough. that. But for right. the, the the angle that it was like, well, they've only got them for twelve million. I'm like, well, that's the same <laughs> model we're using, and that's again the whole focus on a transfer fee. Like I said, Kyogo is unbelievable. What a signing he's been for us. I couldn't give a flying fuck if we paid one million for him or twenty five million for him. The transfer fee is insignificant for me. I don't care. There's, there's this big, there's this big focus on we need to spend money. We need to spend. A money on a seven or eight million pound player, I couldn't give a fuck what he costs. I just want quality, and that's what Kyogo is. So it doesn't matter if he's worth one million or twenty million. He's a quality player. His fee is insignificant to me, just like Henrik Larsson's was. He came in for six hundred and fifty k, and look what he achieved at the club. A fee doesn't guarantee you. Put five million in a Yeti, five million on Barkas or whatever it was. Doesn't guarantee you. There's your ten. There's your twelve million for PSV on a Yeti and Barkas. So it doesn't it doesn't just automatically work out, and they were successful wherever where, where they were in their leagues. So I just I, I, I proves the point. It's all about oh, he's a beautiful human being. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I forget I've done a Ross. I forget my point. <laughs> well, do you know what is it? Do you know what else? By the way, I've picked up on a lot of folks saying we haven't actually replaced Jota yet. We haven't replaced them like for like, but see the guys we have signed. We've signed Yang. We've signed Telio. I'm, I'm thinking wingers that we've signed. They're the two that come to mind. I don't think we've signed any other wingers. But they guys are coming. We've paid... We, we took Jota on loan to begin with. Obviously, it cost us more a season down the line. And he was brilliant for us. But they guys have come in with more first-team experience than Jota did. So who's to say that they can't come in and have well, a similar can I, impact? Can I, can I tie that up? Ross, will come straight back there with the, the comments that, that Rogers made recently about the, the Celtic squad being boom weaker than it was last season, weaker than it was last season. He said it's the reality. He's not going to beat around the bush when he's talking about the bush, which I found was quite funny. And, and, and he said that. So, I mean, in essence, again, I'm not saying I, I was right, by the way, before you say anything that's yeah. throwing. So I'm not saying that. But um, I think a lot of people have came to that conclusion that we look a wee bit more depleted and weaker than we did last season. And yeah, you, you point to the fact that we've brought in Yang and, and Tilio and Starfeld's there for brought in the Rocky and Lagerbilka and Moyes there for brought in home. But again, they're, they're still the unknown quantities and I totally get where people's coming from in this a- aspect. So if the manager said we're weaker, although Willie did say, he did say they're stronger in depth, but quality of first team squad, which he's probably talking about, does that not send a wee bit of alarm bells down there when, when we're coming into these final games in the next four to five weeks that we could be in his words, weaker than we were last season? Well, no, no for me, because I, I, I mean, I read it, that he was saying, if he'd only said, if he'd just said, we lost Starfield, we lost Jota, we lost Moy, so we're weaker, even though the players were brought in. But he also caveated it with the fact that we've lost CCV through injury, Hitate, Navroke, <laughs> uh, so he, he put the injuries in amongst that I think that the way I read it that he was saying we, ha- we are stronger in depth but right at this moment in time before the window closes we are weaker because 
we've lost their players, but we've also lost these guys through injury. So currently, the team that finished last season and won the treble are weaker right now. But we still have time in this window. And if we sign three or four players, they can come in. That that'll that that'll mean we've signed if we say if we sign four players, well, I think we've signed ten in the window. Now, I concede that these players, you don't know how they're going to be, but for the most part, that's what Celtic sign. I can't remember mm-hmm. the last time Celtic signed a player, and you went, "That guy, he's going to go straight into the team." Longburn. We know we know everything about him. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's always been the way. Um, I I just read it that in this moment in time. The injuries coupled with the guys we've lost, we are weaker right now, but that doesn't mean to say we, we can't get stronger in this next week. And but it, listen, I'm I'm not a lover as leaving it to the last week to bring in four players that you want to really make an impact in that first eleven. It's not how you want to do it. I, I totally, totally concede that it isn't. But it's where we are. It's the reality. I think had Ange still been here, we wouldn't be doing this now because Ange had plans in place. He was assessing that team with the, the games that we had sort of free, a free hit at because the league was won. He was assessing it and he would have known in his head what he needed. Rodgers has come in, clean slate, he has to assess the squad, he needs time to do that, he's had time to do that now and I think I would have, I was going to say I would like to have seen him bring more in but and. After since assessing the squad, you'd have to say he's brought in two centre halves, and he's been very unlucky to lose uh, Carter Vickers. He's had to put Lager Bielka in there. He's lost Welsh, um, but that's a fair point, by the way. Though. I see what you're saying about that. So if we think if we're thinking Ange would still be in charge at this point, you think we would have done more by now? We would have had the players that Aye. he wanted in. And does that, then, does that then point to the fact that Rogers does have a say then? And he's said, I don't fancy him or I don't fancy him. Uh, well, it, there's no way that a manager, in my head, there's no way, no way in God's green earth that a manager can come into a team and the first day go, oh, I've been watching you on the telly for the last year, so he's no good enough, he's no good enough, he's no good enough. That would be unprofessional, it'd be unfair. You would lose the dressing room straight away with guys who have built up relationships with each other in terms of the playing squad. Oh, he's just got rid of my mate. He's not even seen him playing in training. He's watched him right. on the telly. What the fuck's right. all that about? You've just not got to do that. You need to give yourself a bit of leeway, find out who is going to be good enough to play your style. He's still finding that out, but I think he's assessed the squad and he knows who he wants to keep in around the squad and who want, who he wants to go. See, that's what totally the, but, yeah, but, but, but there's people out there saying that Rogers hasn't got a say <clears throat> in the transfers. If that's the case, your point, which I agree with, if that was the case, then surely all Angie's signings would be in the door now, ready to go. Can I, I, I want to say something here. Same regards to what we're talking about, obviously, the comments, Willie and Ross kind of countered that saying he's talking about injuries and stuff, but the previous interview done after yeah. the Kamarna game, he said he wants quality in, and then a week later he's saying we're weaker. There's a link somewhere there. And I know we're depleted because of injuries and we're depleted because we lost key players, but he, he definitely knows what he's saying, I think, in these interviews. Maybe it's a dig at the powers of B. Post the Cognac done it, remember? He's not being as... Remember he said them comments about not being forceful enough for the board, and then after that it was like everything was happening, transfers were happening. Maybe there's a link. I don't know, but he's saying quality. 
next week later he's saying we're weaker. Uh, yeah, but again, you posted that link and you, you take what you want, what, what you see from it. And the headline was, we are weaker. But he did say we are weaker, but then went on to talk about Jot and Starfelt going, and he said they were big first-team players. We've lost them. But he also said... that Then he also went on to the injuries. So I was like, well, he's, that's, that is a consensus. Missing Jot and Starfelt that's gone, plus Hitate, uh, CCV, all the rest of them, then we're clearly weaker. And people, what, what people out there say we're weaker, and I understand that. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I don't necessarily agree with it either. I've not seen enough of the players that we've got at this moment in time to make an assumption on that. Yang, like like we've been talking about all night, when Jota came in, nobody heard them. When Kyogo came in, nobody heard them. When Hatati came in, nobody heard them. All of a sudden, we have to buy household names that everybody's heard of because they play football manager every night. But you just said, you just said there, you just said there as, as Rogers come in, looked at Postacoglu's plans and said he doesn't fancy this guy, he doesn't fancy that guy. So that's so, what, no, no, that's not. What I've said to Ross's point was, because Ross said if Andrew's in, mm-hmm. he would have had all these guys in that he wanted. My point was, I wasn't disagreeing. Well, my point was people out there are saying that Rogers hasn't got a say. So if that's the case, everybody Ange wanted in would be in by now. So does that tell you that Rogers does have a say and he says, I don't fancy him or that? that was, I, was like, I was asking a question. That wasn't a, Oh, okay. I was like... Right, okay. If Ange was I in, think some right. of the... Sorry, Wally. No, on you go. I was just going to say, I think some of the players that... I wouldn't say Ange picked. I would say it's that sort of model where they've maybe brought these guys to Ange, but... Be, before he could say yeah or nay to home, eh, Yang, guys like that, they've they've took them to Ange maybe and he's he's no because he's left, he's no had the, the say on them or he has and said he wanted them, but then he's left. But then the board have like kept the players in the pipeline and took them to Rogers and then Rogers has done what Ange has done. And said I or no, there might have been a number of other players that he's that they've yep. gave to Rogers and Rogers has said not, but he right. said I to these guys. But mm-hmm. aye, I'll go back to it. Ange Postacoglu would have been if he'd have still been here, we'd have probably been a month ahead of ourselves in terms of the business we were doing yep. in the transfer window because all the plans were in place. That's how Ange worked, that's how the board worked. We praised him for it. But Rogers, for me, is operating a month behind, coupled with the Copious, excuse me, copious amount of injuries that we've suffered. I just think he's operating so far behind and he's probably going to have to get like an emergency defender in if he doesn't trust yeah. a scales or that. I, I think this window, as I say, it's been that sort of come in, assess what he's needing. Now, we've all alluded to the fact that Rogers is going to play a different style for Ange. Somebody said in the comments there that we don't need all these players to play the Rogers style because a lot of them were brought in specifically for the Ange style. I agree with that. But I don't think it's a rebuild, but I think Rogers will assemble players to suit his style now. And that isn't going to be done in this window. It'll be it'll be similar to Ange, but it'll take two or three windows. But Ange was rebuilding. Rogers is adding to what we've already got. And some of what we've already got will go. I'm not saying I want my edit to go, but will he suit Roger's style down the line? Maybe not, right? So he'll maybe get rid of him and he'll bring in somebody 
who he wants. But it's not going to be done in one window. Brendan Rodgers is going to have to do that over a, yep. a, a, two or three windows. He needs time. Brendan Rodgers is a quality manager, and I fully believe he'll get it right. It's not going perfect right now, but he's here for three years. Hopefully he stays for three years. And if he is here for three years, I fully believe that he'll get the players in that he wants in time, and they'll play the style that Brendan Rodgers wants to play, Great and it'll point. be a successful style of football. Great point. I mean, Ange, like, everybody says Ange got everybody in early doors, which is fair enough, but Ross is bang on. That was after a couple of windows. Like, I mean, when he first came in, remember the squad? It was obviously, yeah. he, never won, he never won a game in the first three games. Um, but the first 11 he was putting out, it was never near the first 11 he was putting out in the January. Um, so he didn't get it done early doors then because, as Ross said, <coughs> he's coming in, he's assessing the squad first. That doesn't happen overnight. Uh, it takes months and months. And Rogers has been in the job 12 weeks, whatever, four, 16 weeks. And uh, all of a sudden, it's the it's the end of the world with, with some fans because we've lost one football, one game of football. This is the aftermath of, of losing the game, isn't it? Like we spoke about earlier in the podcast. And just quickly to round off the, the transfer and, and, and the weaker chat, Ross, there was a, a linked rumour last night outgoing Matt O'Reilly Bologna from from Syria. I think Lewis Ferguson plays for them. Apparently, they've had a bid turned down from from Celtic for him. Can we? I don't think we can afford that. O'Reilly go in my opinion. I think he's one of the players for, for me who started this season quite well. He's developed in, in this different position where he's even mentioned the fact that Roger, Rogers has him facing the game more, making the late runs into the box, and he's getting goals, two goals in his first two games. So I don't want him going. And if he goes, where does that leave us again? For me, I don't think Celtic will let Matt O'Reilly go. I, I don't think Matt O'Reilly will leave Celtic to go to Bologna. I, I don't see why he would do that. He's got Champions League football coming up. He's Every interview that he's he's given so far, he looks like he's delighted to be playing under Rodgers. People have even said that he's been having a dig at Ange and he, before the Kilmarnock game. It, it was, oh, he's having a dig at Ange. He's absolutely loving playing under Rodgers. They're trying to create Play drama. Certain, I, I, but listen... People, Matt, Matt O'Reilly's a really good player. Clubs will be interested in him. Clubs will make bids for Matt O'Reilly when when uh, transfer windows are open. Celtic won't let him go in this window. Not for me. They, they shouldn't, they can't, and they won't. Yeah, what about you, Willie? I mean, as Michael said, he should have scored that opportunity he had last week. Such a powder puff shot. But apart from that, he started well, and he's liking his, his new kind of role under Rodgers. And like, like Ross said, he's not having to dig it at Hans Postecoglou. He's just saying what he prefers and, and styles of management, and that's fair enough. But where do you stand on the matter, really? Stenner going? Oh, no, he's got, he'll still be here. Um, a magic, magic player as well, by the way. Even though, even when everybody was on his back last year, I was his biggest fan. I just think he's mm-hmm. he's one of these players that can... <clears throat> Rodgers talked about how... He needs quality players, players that can impact or change a game. And Matt O'Reilly is definitely that. He can pick. He could. He could be playing a four out of ten the whole match, being stinking, and then he just plays that one pass, and it's an assist for us to score a goal. Um, and and we need that, especially with with, with Europe. We're going to need um, every ounce of quality we've got. And I think, um, like you said, every interview he's been in, he's talking about how much he's loving his time now. Um, mm-hmm. More so under under Brendan, uh, under Brendan, um, Brendan, so, Brendan, and um, 
So I don't think I don't think he'll be going, especially when you hear the team. I mean, Bologna. I can understand if it's another team in Europe and it's a decent side, but Bologna doesn't frighten me, and it's probably bullshit because I fucking hate rumours. Oh, well, there we go. Until the scarf's above the head. But I'm, I'm with you, since I think he'll stay. I think he's enjoying yeah. his football. And that only bodes well for us. But, Willie, we're finally back in paradise tomorrow against the Johnson. I think one of the reporters asked Rogers, is he expecting a reaction? He said, no, he just wants the team to play the football. Again, the panic. I think he's trying to say he's a wee bit over the top, which is fair enough. We've talked about that. But what are you hoping to see against the Johnson tomorrow? Are you hoping to see a comfortable victory, goals, good attack and play, being on the front foot, kind of maybe be the opposite of what we've seen over the last three games? Um, well, I would disagree with that because I don't, I don't think we looked atrocious the first two games. <laughs> um, not atrocious. That's not on it. That's uh, not. Yeah, well, I mean, we scored seven goals in two games and we were poor. I mean, what are we going to do when we're electric and on it? That's what I would ten say. Goals in two, ten yeah. goals in one game. How exactly. about that? Um... <laughs> Very yeah. up Ross is nearly bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that Tony? Um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think um, for all the, the what I say, keyboard warriors online, all the the hate that's been coming online, I think they, they need a performance. Um, and yeah, absolutely, we're always mm. we're always going to be there. That's that's I. Absolutely, we've been in far, far like we're not in a bad situation here. We've been in a lot worse, worse situations. Uh, when I was younger, we won fuck all. Now we're winning everything. It's, it's terrible. Um, yeah, no, I expect a performance. Um, it's going to be interesting because we've got a big game obviously coming up in the following week, yeah. and it'll be interesting with the injuries that are out, the sort of guys that are going to come in. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to it tomorrow. I'm going to sit down and have a couple of beers and uh, hopefully. Hopefully we turn out a good performance. But again, all that matters is I, I just want three points at the end of the day. I can see, yep. I can see what we're doing. I can see what the whole transition and and, and the direction we're moving in. And um, I expect a comfortable win because I don't think St Johnston have been at it. Um, so fingers crossed we get we get a, a good performance because I don't personally I don't think we need to have a fucking like blown out the water 6-0 performance but I would like it to shut a few people up to be honest with you yeah and it feels like we haven't done one reason away Willie score and line up prediction oh. so Abada's not officially out is it is that just a rumour I'm going to go if he's out because I've seen other people in the chat again saying it so I'm going to go if he's out nah, I'm not going he's out because I'm starting <laughs> right, okay <laughs> well, well, okay. That'll be a bit of debate, but um, I don't think it looks like the gaffer said Johnson's fit to play, so I'm assuming he's going to start, which is a massive, massive boost for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk, you talk about that physicality and steel, that, that boy's got it in an abundance, so it'll be great to have yep. him back. Obviously, Hart's going to be in goals. Um, Lager Bikel, is it Lager Bikel? Bielka, Lager Bielka, Lager Bielka. Is obviously going to play, and it's a, it's interesting who's going to be alongside them. We've got who we got skills and a water, a water, a water. Johnson can play certain and a half. Uh, so he can. Johnson might play in there with Alston. Aye, that might be interesting to see. I would probably go. Did I go skills or a water? <laughs> what are you shaking? You hear that? 
Stephen at the Thoughty Johnson played centre. It's <laughs> 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 like that. I think that's for him. Did he not play right, right, right back three? Back three? He plays now back three. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm more so Ralph than Rossum is like. I think mm-hmm. Scales Scales had a decent pre-season, so I would probably pump for him at centre half. I think I think that's probably who Rogers will go with. Hundred um, percent Taylor all day. I think that. I think that the criticism has been a bit for me is another bit of an overreaction. We're three games into a season. He's done. He's been brilliant for us the past two seasons. So I think he'll continue to do well. Um, the midfield three: Cal, Mac, O'Reilly, and Home. Really like the look of Home. I think he mm-hmm. has got a bit of physicality about him. He's been putting in challenges uh, and getting right in about it. Uh, I really and he, he can drive out with the ball and pass the ball well. So I really like the look at him. I, I hope we can continue to give him minutes because I really think he can thrive in this team. And uh, my front three would be Maeda, Kyogo, and I would stick with Abada because again I think he's had a bit of unfair criticism. He's he's one of our biggest goal threats in that team, other than Kyogo, which I don't think we've got a lot. Like O'Reilly is brilliant. He's got great vision, but his goal his goal returns not as good as I would hope it to be for somebody coming from mm-hmm. midfield. Home and Kalmak are obviously two kind of more sitting players. They're not going to get you goals. And Maeda, like, I'll never ever uh, diss Maeda because what he does for the team is unbelievable. Going forward as well, but I, I, as a goal threat, it's not as potent as others on the side. So I think about this super valuable and I understand he is inconsistent and there's times he can go missing but mm-hmm. I'm of the thought he can go missing for 89 minutes as long as that one minute he's on it and he can get that goal that could win us a game and other than Kyogo I don't think there's anybody else in the side that's as good as big a goal threat as he is and that's why I would I would have him in team Your score prediction? 2-0 uh, it's a tasty lineup, by the way. And Ross, same to you. What are you hoping to see? You hoping to see that reaction that Roger said he doesn't want to see because he knows the performance is coming? You want the swashbuckling six 0 victory, or you just want the three points as San Francisco and no wins reason and just stay top of the table? I would take something similar to the a similar sort of performance to Ross County or Aberdeen. As long as we win, that's the most important thing. What I will say is, if ever there was a game that you wanted off the back of Sunday at St. John's mm-hmm. at home. As well, I said, they, they are relegation fodder. Um, they're not looking too good. I think, was it, was it East Fife or something? Beat them 4-0 in the... Sterling Albion. So Sterling Albion. <laughs> I mean, 4-0. Do you know what I mean? I, I fancy Celtic strongly the more. Um, a, a great performance would be nice, but first and foremost, three points and just get back to winning ways, and then go for there. But um, in terms of the lineup, up uh, I had a, well, I tried to have a bit of a brainstorm in the, the chat. What, have I got paint on my elbow or something? No, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, we, were, we were talking in the chat during the week about different formations. We could play Ibrox and stuff like that. Just I might get fucking shot down straight away, but uh, used to. Yeah. Quite tasty. Well, I was thinking about going with a diamond, but when you're playing with a diamond, you need your fullbacks to be strong, 
getting up and down the line. I don't think Greg Taylor could bring that. So he is the reason that I probably wouldn't go with a diamond, but I would probably just stick with the 4-3-3. Three, three. Uh, certainly the more I, anyway. Um, I'd go, obviously, Hart and goals. I would bring Alistair Johnson back in at right back. Um, I think he, he needs to play at Ibrox. He needs to get at least 60, 70 minutes under his belt. Yep. Even If he can get the full game, even better. Um, so I'd play him at right back. Um, obviously, Lager Bielka. And I would, I would go... I, I just... I'm more tended. I, I'm. I, I would tend to more go with uh, a natural, like more, more natural centre half than a batter. So I would go with scales. I would just stick with Greg Taylor because, again, like I said at the start of the season, I think Greg Taylor needs to play at Ibrox. Um, midfield three. I think we need to get Cal McGregor a bit further up the park. Uh, the, the way Rogers wants to play, obviously, a bit more slower. Um, I think he would be more effective further up. So I would I would play Awata uh, and then mm-hmm. McGregor and O'Reilly. And then my front three would be with an eye on Ibrox. I want to get the team as close as possible to the, to the team I would play at Ibrox. So I would play Maeda on the left, um, Kyogo through in the middle, and Yang on the right. You might have four new players yeah. for Ibrox. <laughs> that plays with me. Aye, I know, I know. <laughs> True. What's your score for next one? Uh, I'm going to go 3 0 Celtic. Perfect. Now, I don't need to do my lineup prediction because you literally said what I was going to say. So, oh, nice. first time we've what, agreed. Me or what? I would go. You? <laughs> I, I would go 3 0 Celtic. It's like as well, what Roger said, I mean, you have to look at it as performance is going to come. We're getting there bit by bit. The results matter more, and I get the points on the board. They've already dropped points. We cannot afford to drop points before we go into this game at Ibrox next week. It's a, it's a crucial game, the psychological aspect of it. We all know the first kind of Glasgow Derby game of the season is important. Um, McGrandley comes in, Celtic going three 0 all penalty kicks. I don't know. I don't know the difference <laughs> would be that kind of. See but I mean, in terms funny, of Stephen, just go ahead. see when we're talking about lineups here, I thought it was really interesting in the comments, and and we like we talked about it this week and. Ross has talked about a diamond. You've talked about a three-five-two yourself. Under Ange, that was never a possibility. He's never. Mm-hmm. Ange would rather put um, the square pegs in round holes, uh, as long as it suited his system. <laughs> <not even> seen... <laughs> Whereas, <laughs> see, I don't see the comments <laughs> like you um, I Ange would have rather put, like I said, square pegs in round holes just to fit his system. Whereas we all know Brendan. I would not be surprised tomorrow if he did go three five two, and totally change it up because he's more than capable and he's totally got the the, the capability to do so. He showed it um, mm. at previous clubs, uh, and and I I wouldn't be surprised if he did go to that. And I think when we talk about Europe coming up, that's massive because Ange had Plan A. If it doesn't work, throw more players on and still do Plan A. Whereas, uh, and I'm not knocking Plan A because Plan A was fucking pretty good. Yeah. When Andrew's here, pretty much the best I've seen um, in my time. But <laughs> I just seen pretty much here. No thanks. <laughs> no again, please. Mickey Johnson up front. Um, <laughs> I, we don't need another speaker. We've got Mickey Johnson coming back. Uh, Fuck off. Hey, you'll be fine. <laughs> Bring Lewis Morgan um, back. But, but, <laughs> I, but I wouldn't, like I say, it's, I, I think it's a great asset to have in Rod and Brendan coming in that 
we can mix it up. And I think that could be invaluable in Europe as yeah. much as we don't want to see, like Ross said earlier, that the kind of way the, the team across the city have managed to scrape results through. I think there's a time there's a time to go out attacking and there's a time to maybe kind of change that up a bit. And uh, Brendan's definitely capable of that. And it's interesting in the comments, people saying that they would maybe play uh, different because we've never we've not seen that for years and years and years. So it would be interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we did it tomorrow. Yeah, it's the flag the angle of it as well, isn't it? Aye. Aye. See, the Rangers play on Sunday. They play tomorrow. They play tomorrow, do they? Yeah, up but in Ross County. Are they the early kickoff? Twelve thirty. Yeah. Fuck, I was going to say I thought they were playing on the Sunday. I was like, that's a really good job. Even at this early in the season, for us to go six points clear of them with Ibrox next they, week. Yeah. I see a that, second leg. Is there a second leg during the week next week as well? Aye, aye. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. That's big. That's I also fun. think it's funny that we've got no centre-halves and everybody's right to play three centre-halves. <laughs> <laughs> but here, I do, I do want to say everyone as well, I appreciate everyone getting involved in the comments. And again, getting involved with the Super 6, the, the league pin is literally going along the, along the screen at the bottom there. It's good crack. We'll be reading the table out every week. And in terms of the podcast, you two, the Cray Twins, have you enjoyed it? <laughs> Very much so, eh? Uh, I love the, I love that. I don't, I don't want that to tar things. The kind of the stuff that went on with Frank, and there's no hard feelings for me, Frank. If you do watch us back, um, <laughs> I've made my feelings known. But um, I love debate, and I love people disagreeing. I, I like Stephen. I think some of your best podcasts have been when we're all disagreeing and having debate, yep. and it does get, it does get feisty at times. But we're never going to fault with anybody or, or or argue or anything like that. Um and it's but it's all passion for our football club and I love it. Like this is this is mm. what I love coming on here. I said to you before we came on, I've had a fucking nightmare a week at work. All I wanted was to drink a beer and talk Celtic and that it, it just makes my week. I don't know what I would do with it this podcast now. And everybody that comments um it's brilliant. I love that they stick with us and, and the, the comments, the guys, everybody knows their stuff. So Oh why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone gets involved as well. So, I mean, that's a great thing. And we're looking forward to this game tomorrow. We'll, we'll be all watching it. And again, we'll be back Monday again talking about it. And hopefully a positive light and more transfer news coming in. Lewis Palmer seems to be the one that's up and coming, a four-year date apparently. He's left his club today. So, what? I hope, I hope we sign Nabdi. And I hope, we, I hope we, we get through the group stage of Champions League. And then everybody that's been going, uh, we need to improve the squad. I can just go... Aye, there we are. And do you know, do you know what I'll do, Justin, that? We, we, we started with you coming into this podcast with weird hand movements. We're going to end on that comment there. And we'll be back again Monday evening. To everybody, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail. For the drunken bairns. <laughs>